This is the Inside the Pylon Mock War Room Draft. I am Chuck Zotti, your host of this project, and today we are drafting for the Cleveland Browns. Uh, the Cleveland Browns have gone through a transition in this offseason and have uh, made Mark Schofield both their GM and head coach. And due to budget cuts, they have also combined the offensive and defensive coordinator positions, uh, and I will be acting in that role simply due to the fact that they can't afford to pay both of those positions. Uh, Mark, are you ready to take the Browns through their draft? I'm ready, man. Cleveland Browns, you are now on the clock. You have 15 minutes to make your selection. All right, Zotta, look, we can go one of two ways here. We can shore up our defense, especially our secondary, I think, for the next 10 years, or we can address the quarterback position, hopefully, for the next 10 years. Look, I think with this pick, there are three names that re- we can really choose from, and let me know if you disagree. I think at the quarterback position, we can go Jared Goff or Carson Wentz. I think both of those guys are franchise-type quarterbacks that will need some time to season, I think. I don't think each either of them is ready to start week one, but I think by week eight, they should be ready to to start and potentially win some games for us. Look, we're not going contr- to... We're not going to... Um, contest for anything next year we're not going to be a contender for anything so we're going to need another season anyway or we go defense and Jalen Ramsey is you know a once a rare type player he's a hybrid defender he can play corner he can play in the slot he can play safety which is probably his best role so those are the three names that I think we should really think about with this pick let me know your thoughts let me know if you disagree well here's here's my first question is I look at quarterbacks and I wonder are we putting ourselves behind the eight ball if we draft a quarterback with almost no talent around him. You know, we've, we've lost two offensive linemen in the offseason. Uh, we've lost a primary receiving threat. I don't know if I want to have a quarterback in this system not necessarily knowing what's going to be around him with, with a completely bare cupboard. And I just wonder if that puts him in a position to fail right off the bat. Just if you have a guy who, look, the only way that I could be comfortable with that is if you're drafting someone and sitting him for a year and I just wonder if you take a quarterback with the second pick look I don't like to think about the fan base but is the fan base going to be clamoring for him to be starting sooner rather than later especially given what we saw from Jameis Winston and Marcus Mariota last year I think that's a very good point with respect to value because if you look at this are we comfortable with quarterback and then you know whatever the best player available is at 32 or are we comfortable with getting the best player now and perhaps getting a quarterback at 32 because one of these guys might slide, number one. Number two, you know, a guy like Paxton Lynch or Connor Cook, they might be available at 32. Are we comfortable with a Ramsey slash Lynch or Cook combination? Are we more comfortable with that? That might give us better value because, again, you're right. If we draft Wentz or if we draft Goff, number one, they are going to need time to sit. Number two, they're not going to have a ton of weapons around them. And number three, they're going to need some time to sit. And if we draft them number two, there's going to be that, like you said, that clamoring. It's hard to, you know, we shouldn't really be focusing on what the fan base thinks, but at the same time, it's hard to divorce ourselves from that reality. Well, exactly. So it's it's something that you don't like to think of, but I feel like we almost have to consider it. The other thing that you know, I think has to go into this, the the calculation here is, look, we know that this is in terms of the quarterbacks in this class, there aren't a ton that are necessarily straight top line studs, but it's a deep quarterback class. There's a lot of guys who may present value for us later on. And I guess the question is, is the drop off from QB one to QB five 
greater or less than the drop off from DB one to DB five. If we're looking at a guy like Ramsey. Well, I mean, I think Ramsey's a, a special talent. Yeah. Um, yeah. and I mean, I think the drop off from Ramsey to guys later in this draft at that position is I think bigger than if you consider the drop from say a Wentz or a Goff to a Cook or a Cardale Jones, maybe. Yeah. I, I mean, feel Jones the same. is, you know, he's an incredible athlete, um, very strong arm, um, can throw the ball, you know, perhaps better than anybody. He can throw it through a wall, but he's gonna need some refinement, you know, just like these other guys will. I mean, the only guy who might be ready, who I might be comfortable starting week one would be Connor Cook, and he's probably going to be there at 32 bar and something unforeseen. Yeah, so I almost sit here, and with, with all the issues in a perfect world, I'd love to trade down. You know, it's, I'd sit here and I'd say, look, can I possibly move from, you know, two, and can I move back to somewhere in that seven to ten range and pick up a couple other picks to fix some other problems uh, on this team I don't know if anyone's going to let us do that necessarily I don't know if we have the ability but with all the issues that we have I mean we have an offensive line that really you, you've got you know one and a half players on at this point in terms of you know competent NFL starters and I just don't know if I want to be putting a quarterback into that situation there the other thing that I wonder about with uh, you know if we did go the quarterback route is Look, you're getting a quarterback on his rookie contract. Do you want to just waste a year of that essentially, you know, going through a season like this? I just don't know if you want to do that because then you're one year close to free agency. And look, we've seen the contracts that went off this year for quarterbacks that are free agents, even ones with limited experience. We saw Brock Osweiler, you know, we've seen Kirk Cousins. I don't know if we want to be going down that road and making ourselves have to pay that $20 million a year salary a year earlier than we need to. The other concern I have with going quarterback, as much as I think that both Goff and Wentz can become franchise players, if, like you say, we put one of these guys in a year too early with minimal talent around them, we're putting them in a position to fail, and we're going to be back here in three years needing to readdress the quarterback position. So well, we, need we to won't get be. It. Some, someone well, else some, will be. We'll, we'll yeah, be gone. Two other guys will be back here. We'll be you know, coaching college ranks or something. High school. Maybe. So you, we got to get it right. And given the fact that the cupboard is pretty bare at a lot of positions, it, might, it, it really might make more sense for us to address the quarterback position later. We've got McNown. We can, you know, perhaps address it in free agency and then get a guy a little bit later in this, you know, maybe on the second round or, you know, third round type guy that we still feel comfortable with and restock the cupboard at a number of different positions. Like we can go Ramsey. I don't think we want to go offensive line here, but maybe we go O-line at 32. Right. Maybe you, a guy like Decker slides. Maybe a guy like Stanley slides. Do you think Whitehair is available at that point? He might be. You know, he's a guy that I could see us picking up then. The other thing, just in the interest of kind of doing our due diligence here, do we look at a guy like a Joey Bosa? I wonder if that, you know, it's I know that the bigger need for us is in the secondary and it's it's something that we need to address. But, you know, Bosa is an interesting talent to look at. He's an athletic guy. Uh, he's, he's a guy who, especially, you know, against the run is going to be able to step in on day one for us. He's going to be able to provide a solid, uh, capable starter there. Obviously there is, you know, we don't have the perfect scheme for him. We may need to change things around a little bit. He's a little bit undersized for, I think what I'd like to see him do for us right now, but 
I just wonder, is, is he someone that we should be talking about a little bit more just to make sure we're covering our bases? Well, I mean, he doesn't fit the he doesn't quite fit the base scheme that we run. But no. remember, we're going to be four two five a lot. We're going. I mean, think about the number of times we're going to face eleven personnel. Yeah, and that's that's where I'm kind of put him at D end in a in a four two five scheme. He could probably now again think of the teams we're playing two times a year. Right. I mean, you, you figure. Look, you're hitting up against Baltimore, Cincinnati, and Pittsburgh. I mean, it's you're going to have. He, he's a guy that look. If you're talking about you know the running attack coming from. Uh, you know, a team like a, a Baltimore or someone like that. I mean, Pittsburgh, obviously, they had a lot of guys hurt this year, but you expect them to bounce back. They always like to run the ball. And I wonder, look, he's not a perfect fit for our scheme, but do we potentially start looking at ways that we tweak that just in order to fit that type of talent in there? Is he a talented enough player that we tweak what we're doing on defense? Probably not now that I think about it. He's He's a guy who... <laughs> The, the thing with Bosa that I, I look at and I, I wonder about is he's a guy who is, I think he has the highest floor out of a lot of guys in this draft class, but I also think that there's a bigger question about his ceiling. Yeah, I mean, that's probably a, a good way to put it. I mean, if we're going to talk about defensive players, what about Buckner? Buckner's a better fit. Yeah. Buckner's a much better fit for us. I don't know if Buckner is talented enough to warrant a number two pick um i i i go back and forth on it i think he's he's a better fit i don't i don't know if either of them have the talent i think you know again looking at this just from the perspective of due diligence i think ramsey probably makes the most sense for us just because when you talk about the upside and the the chance the likelihood of hitting that upside i think it's higher than any of the other two guys we've talked about on defense I mean, the only concern that I kind of have is if you think about somebody transitioning, what are the hardest positions to transition to the NFL at? Quarterback is one. Cornerback is number two, yep. which is one of the roles that Ramsey can play. But if we're going to slot him in as a free safety and then move him around on the chessboard a bit, maybe that eases his transition. Yeah, Does it, that make sense? It, it does. And the other thing that I look at with Ramsey is he's a guy who we can slot in in that first year on special teams. I mean, it's, kind, it, it's kind of unusual to be talking about that with an, a number two pick, but he's a guy who can come in and work on punt unit on, on kickoff returns, kickoff, you know, pretty much across the board. He's a guy that we can slot in and at least get some value from there as he's making that transition in the first year or two. The other guys that we're talking about, obviously, look, you're not throwing a quarterback on special teams and I don't really see a place for a Bosa or Buckner contributing there either so if they if they don't have the the ability to do so on defense right away we don't get anything out of them I mean I think from a value perspective and from a talent perspective and from just how he can fit in the defense a variety of ways for us Ramsey just makes sense across the board again I love Goff I love Wentz I think they're both you know, I think they can both make it in this league, but given the situation that we have, I'm just not sure I'm comfortable grabbing one of those guys now and then trying to address the multitude of needs that we have later in the draft. Why not get the best player we've got on the board staring us in the face yep. with a pick at 32, which is basically, given the fact that there are only 31 first-round picks, it's basically the last pick of the first round. We don't get that guaranteed year, but... One of these guys might slide. So we still could possibly end up with Ramsey 
and then a guy like Wentz who might fall or Lynch who might fall or Connor Cook with that 32nd pick. And if, if needed, look, we can always trade back up into the first round. If we package that second with a couple right. other picks, we could always move up to 24 to 27 somewhere in that range. Yeah, if I we mean, if, the, if one of those two guys somehow happens to fall Roger style, we can get back into the first and then grab that fifth year rookie yeah. deal. Yeah. So, all right, we've got about two minutes left. Do do we want to call it in for Ramsey? Why don't we give it like 30 seconds, see if we get any calls for a trade? Phone's not ringing, is it? Phone's not ringing. Might as well call it in. Let's call it in. All right. We are taking... Actually, Mark, you're the GM. I'm technically below you. You can announce it, though. You, you do the pick. You, you let us know. All right, ladies and gentlemen, with the second overall pick in the 2016 NFL player entry draft, the Cleveland Browns select Jalen Ramsey, defensive back, Florida State. You heard it here first. The Cleveland Browns in the inside the pylon mock war room draft have selected Jalen Ramsey, DB out of Florida State. Mark Schofield and Shane Alexander are going to give you a little bit of a breakdown of this pick right now. We do now head to Shane Alexander once more for his uh, view on the prospect. Shane, when you talk about Jalen, what do you see uh, coming out of him? When you look at Jalen Ramsey, you probably have the best defensive back coming out of uh, college since Patrick Peterson came out of LSU several years ago. He's a guy that has great measurables, uh, blew away the combine in the upper percentiles of all athletic measurement, and he can play um, He can play boundary corner. You can put him in the slot as a, as a slot corner. You can bring him down as a, a box safety, I think, in some sets. And I think his best spot is going to be at free safety. Um, Jim Coburn, who's a guy that we all like in the draft community, calls him an edge safety just because of how versatile he is. And I think that's a pretty beautiful description. He is a generational uh, type defensive back. He is a cornerstone piece of a defense. And if you can get a chance to take an Earl Thomas or a Charles Woodson uh, or a Patrick Peterson, you take uh, you take that guy. And this is a brilliant pick by Cleveland because they're going the analytics route. Uh, they're going the team building route, and they're not trying to uh, – um, to band-aid a very large problem, which has been losing and, and not figuring out that quarterback situation. They went with the best player. They got a lot better. And the fan base may not love it right now, but they're going to love it three, four years from now. Shane, with a lot of players, you're often looking at trying to find that one elite-level skill that they have. With Ramsey, it sounds like it's more the total package that just brings everything together. It really is. If you go to mockdraftable.com, uh, which is a website that kind of puts together the athletic uh, fingerprint of a uh, prospect, you'll see that he really transcends most things that we gauge as far as measuring um, athletics with, with the NFL. Really do it all. I think he's a guy, as you see tight ends get more and more versatile, he'll be able to cover those guys, but he's still quick enough and refined enough to cover uh, elusive wide receivers. He's a total package defensive back. Mark, when you look at how this pick potentially fits uh, with Cle- with what Cleveland likes to do on defense, what's your overall view of the pick in the context of their scheme? Well, I think it makes sense for a lot of reasons. I think because he's, you know, a Swiss Army knife type defensive back that, as Shane said, he can put on the outside, he can drop in the slot, he can put him as a box safety, he can let him play free safety. He kind of opens up the defensive playbook. So he's going to allow Cleveland to do a lot of different things, show a lot of different looks to a defense, and they can basically adjust on the fly with him and move him around in the secondary. I think, you know, kind of looking at it at the macro level, it, this pick makes sense for Cleveland because, again, 
they don't have to force the quarterback pick here. They really don't. They take the best player available. They can see if somebody slides late first round and perhaps use that you know, 30-second pick, which is basically, you know, it's the first pick of the second round, but it's basically the last pick of the first round num- from a numbers perspective. They can get back in to the late first round if they want to address quarterback. If somebody like falls, or they can wait at 32 and perhaps get a QB there. So from a value perspective, you get Ramsey and perhaps a quarterback later in the draft rather than getting a quarterback, and who knows what you're going to get at 32. So I think it makes sense. They fill one need, perhaps a couple of different needs with the way they can use them in the secondary, and then they can address quarterback later on in this class. Shane, it also seems to me, and maybe I'm projecting too much here, that with Ramsey's versatility, it also gives you some flexibility in terms of maybe who you end up taking in a second or third round role. If you're potentially still seeing someone on the board at either safety or corner, you can slot Ramsey into either one of those places, depending on exactly who you pick. Absolutely. They're in a very good spot to maybe make up for some miscues a couple of years ago by taking Justin Gilbert so high. Um, if they see somebody that's really good value early day two or on day three, they can manipulate Jalen's role in that team to make the other player that they draft fit. That's a really good point. And uh, you see that in Dallas with Byron Jones. He's a cornerback that's playing safety that can play it all. Jalen Ramsey's probably a, a bigger, uh, higher ceiling um, type guy like Byron Jones. He's doing beautifully in Dallas. Jalen Ramsey will do the same thing for Cleveland. Ladies and gentlemen, as you heard, Jalen Ramsey off to the Cleveland Browns for the second pick of the ITP Mock War Room draft. Coming up tomorrow, San Diego Chargers on the clock. What are they going to do? Tune in tomorrow to find out. <laughs>